Morning prayer starts on page 3. Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Continuing on page 7. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459 for the Benite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be. It begins on page 347. Ponder my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. O hearken thou unto the voice of my calling, my King and my God, for unto thee will I make my prayer. My voice shalt thou hear betimes, O Lord. Early in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. For thou art the God that hast no pleasure in wickedness, neither shall any evil dwell with thee. Such as be foolish shall not stand in thy sight, for thou hatest all them that work iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak lies. The Lord will abhor both the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But as for me, in the multitude of thy mercy I will come into thine house, and in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness, because of mine enemies. Make thy way plain before my face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward parts are very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulcher. They flatter with their tongue. Destroy thou them, O God. Let them perish through their own imagination. Cast them out in the multitude of their ungodliness, for they have rebelled against thee. And let all them that put their trust in thee rejoice. They shall ever be giving of thanks. Because thou defendest them, they that love thy name shall be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, will give thy blessing unto thy righteous, and with thy favorable kindness wilt thou defend him as with a shield. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. 
as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eleventh chapter of the second book of Kings. When Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal heirs. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Joram, sister of King Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons who were being murdered. And they hid him and his nurse in the bedroom from Athaliah, so that he was not killed. So he was hidden with her in the house of the Lord for six years, while Athaliah reigned over the land. In the seventh year of Jehoiada sent and brought the captains of hundreds, of the bodyguards and the escorts, and brought them into the house of the Lord to him. And he made a covenant with them, and took an oath from them in the house of the Lord, and showed them the king's son. Then he commanded them, saying, This is what you shall do. One third of you who come on duty on the Sabbath shall, keep shall be keeping watch over the king's house. One third shall be at the gate of Sur, and one third at the gate behind the escorts. You shall keep the watch of the house, lest it be broken down. The two contingents of you who go off duty on the Sabbath shall keep watch of the house of the Lord for the king. But you shall surround the king on all sides, every man with his weapons in his hand, and whoever comes within range, let him be put to death. You are to be with the king as he goes out and as he comes in. So the captains of the hundreds did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded. Each of them took his men, who were, on, who were to be on duty on the Sabbath, with those who were going to off duty on the Sabbath, and came to Jehoiada the priest. And the priest gave the captains of hundreds the spears and shields, which had belonged to King David, that were in the temple of the Lord. Then the escorts stood, every man with his weapons in his hand, all around the king, from the right side of the temple to the left side of the temple, by the altar and the house and gave him the testimony. They made him king and anointed him, and they clapped their hands and said, Long live the king. Now when Athaliah heard the noise of the escorts and the people, she came to the people in the temple of the Lord. When she looked, there was the king, standing by a pillar according to custom, and the leaders and the trumpeters were by the king. All the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets. So Athaliah tore her clothes and cried out, Treason! Treason! And Jehoiada the priest commanded the captains of the hundreds, the officers of the army, and said to them, Take her outside under guard, and slay with the sword whoever follows her. For the priest had said, Do not let her be killed in the house of the Lord. So they seized her, and she went by way of the horse's entrance into the king's house, and there she was killed. <clears throat> Then Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord, the king, and the people, that they should be the Lord's people, and also between the king and the people. And all the people of the land went to the temple of Baal, and tore it down. They thoroughly broke in pieces its altars and images, and killed Mattan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. And the priest appointed officers over the house of the Lord, then he took the captains of hundreds, the bodyguards, the escorts, and all the people of the land, and they brought the king down from the house of the Lord, 
and went by way of the gate of the escorts to the king's house. And he sat on the throne of the kings. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet, for they had slain Athaliah with the sword in the king's house. Jehoash was seven years old when he became king. Here endeth the first lesson. Our Benedictus says on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second chapter of the second epistle of St. Paul to the Apostle Timothy. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit, me, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. <clears throat> you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. <clears throat> Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains, but the word of God is not chained. Therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like cancer. Hymenaeus and Philetus are of this sort, who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and... Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. 
Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, 
Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We should notice in our reading through Kings, as we've especially gotten through the rooting out of the Baal cult, first in, in the northern kingdom with Jehu and descendants of uh, Ahab and Jezebel, and then um, the southern kingdom now with the remnants of it with King Athaliah, that they're kind of, we've, we've dealt with two kinds of oppositions to evil here. Um, there is this rampant uh, evil that openly opposes the Lord in, God, in Israel, and, and uh, here it's being fairly violently rooted out. And the second kind of evil is this sort of established idolatry. In the northern kingdom, these are the shrines that exist at Dan and Bethel. And in the southern kingdom, these are the uh, localized shrines that are on every high hill and under every green tree. And these are the word, but when they go home, they have these little local compromises that they engage in. And we know, we'll notice in the narrative that these never completely go away. They just sort of exist and subtly undermine the faith of Israel. And when we read these narratives, we have to remember we're reading them for application. Well, there's, you know, the stories of Israel, but, but the, the thing that we can draw is the application to the spiritual life. We're, we're not going to um, go, uh, you know, physically killing people who oppose uh, God in in the in the kingdom that's been revealed in Jesus um but in the spiritual battle we're going to root out from our lives you know the the um obvious and rampant evil you know Jesus said if you if you ride high offense he pluck it out and throw it away it's better to go into life having one eye than having two to be to go to a not so nice place um and so we do the spiritual battle in the church we have these same kinds of things where in the church, sometimes we're confronted with a threat, you know, and this is we are, our identity as continuing Anglicans is rooted in, um, you know, that took place in the Anglican tradition in our country in the Episcopal Church that had to be rooted out. Advocacy in the church as the body of Christ for, for things that are, that are, that are um, doctrinally opposed to Christ and morally evil. But sometimes it's a lot easier to fight those obvious battles against that heretic who's identified himself so clearly. We can go and, you know, oppose it and root it out and feel good about it. But the, the more subtle evil that's existing in Israel <clears throat> in the north and, and in Judah in the south, where we just have these looks to, to, to root out of our lives. Um, and we should be aware of that, that, that that's ultimately what undermines both the north and the south. As we read through this narrative, it's not, you know, they've decided to heck with God. Rather, they've tried to merge their worship of Yahweh, of the God of Israel, with all their little local compromises because they don't fully trust. 
This is what it comes down to. They don't fully trust the Lord, and therefore they're going to go and pray and all this. But of course, to make it here, you know, in the agricultural reality of my little valley, I've got to offer this to the God of the valley. Believes Christ, but then, you know, to make it in the workplace, you have to kind of have a little dishonesty here, a little thing here you just have to kind of do. And that's what kind of subtly undermines the power of our faith so that we are eventually sort of overcome. And this is why the struggle of the Christian life is really to be faithful in all things and to be willing to make those hard choices to stand for truth no matter where we are in life. And we get over into the Timothy lesson, we see that the real the real problem of spiritual life, the Timothy, that Paul is exhorting Timothy is to kind of get weary. You know, Timothy is in charge of the church, dealing with opposition, um, people abandoning ministry, and, and St. Paul says, be strong, endure, carry on, um, and be faithful above all, <clears throat> that you, you compete according to the rules, do things the right way. It's interesting, he says, the hardworking farmer is the first to get a share of the crops, which means, Timothy, you're entitled to uh, be supported by this work you're doing. Um, but he says also a very interesting thing, too, um, that therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect. And this is a very important thing for us to bear in mind when we're, when we're fighting the battle for our, our ordinary day, day in and day out faithfulness is that this is not just about our own eternal destiny, but we always talk about wanting to help people. And we, we try to help people in obvious ways, but our main contribution to the body of Christ is our daily fight to be faithful as we endure all things and begin and continue the battle to you know to root out the subtle unfaithfulness from our life and become that that strong member of the body of Christ the whole body becomes stronger it's not the heroic thing we do hey let me show up in church and you know lead a great work day that's a good thing or let me do this one heroic volunteer event the, real, the thing we really each give to the church is our ordinary day in and day out faithfulness and our own personal struggle to endure, to do the right thing, actually contributes a tremendous amount to the overall body of Christ. And it also is what protects us. And that's kind of a closing note from the psalm where uh, it starts with, you have no fellowship with, with what's uh, deceitful or unrighteous. But, and he talks about, that with favorable kindness, you, you'll defend the righteous as with a shield. That our righteousness, doing the right thing, is what keeps us in the grace of God, contributes to the body of Christ and its health, and is really our source of protection. And all these little compromises we make to try to protect ourselves are actually what make us more vulnerable uh, to, to both the spiritual temptation, to despair, to fatigue, and also to, to things that aren't good in our lives. A few thoughts about today's lessons. The Prayer for All Conditions of Men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. 
Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thy unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you this morning. Have a great Tuesday. Look forward Thank to seeing you, you tonight. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Deacon Bob. Thanks, Joseph. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you. That was wonderful.